Speaking, speaking of legit, we are legit here on the trenches episode yes, thirty-three. We are 33. back at you, yeah, thirty-three. I, 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 I think it's thirty-three. I messed up the other day. I said like, oh, episode thirty-six. I think it was only like episode thirty-two. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah. it's episode thirty-three. Uh, back in the trenches, Jay Fine, Don Gordon. We are missing SK today. He is. Uh, Stuck at work covering for some people, you know, being a good guy. You know, got some guys out at work, uh, sick with COVID or whatnot, and uh, SK is, is is doing his thing. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's football season with SK, and that guy is a coach, right? Yeah. Trust me, I would love to get back in the coaching game, uh, but living in New York, it's definitely had me uh, a little arm's length, a little bit. So I kind of stick to watching the TV. But that dude, SK, that man is devoted. He's gonna he's gonna be something great if he wants to stick to the coaching game. I can see it in his eyes, bro. He's got it. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, good yeah. on him for taking that responsibility though when people were out for COVID. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. Um speaking of out for COVID, so I saw that the other day the NFL does n- it, like it no longer has a COVID policy. So there's like no protocol anymore. Like if you get COVID, you can just like you could play. You could test positive for COVID and be like, "Nah, I'm suiting up. I'm playing." Like there's no like you know what I mean? It's like just like any other illness. It's they just treat it like, "All right, do you?" You know why? Did you not see the new regulations for for COVID from the CDC? Because well, yeah, that's what the CDC said. They were like, "All right, everybody, go to go treat it like a normal cold or flu." It's like, all right, Yo. that, that's what I've been saying for years, like the last three years, bro. That's what everyone's been saying. I know. The last I know. And it's just like I'm not here trying to make this a political podcast, but like, come on, man, <laughs> come on, man. You know, you know. You know why this happened? This is for a reason. Don't come over here trying to say this, that, and the other thing. You know what I'm saying? They, not much has changed other than some certain vaccines. And I promise you, there are a lot of people in there that still don't have vaccinated and have never gotten COVID yet to this day. You know what I'm saying? But There's It's crazy. Look, look I, so I will say that. So I, I, I've seen stats that like the, with each shot, now they're saying that it's more likely that you get COVID like with each, with each additional shot that you get. So like, I mean, I don't know what's, what's going on with that. I mean, I, I, you know, you, you hope to God that they're all done with the vaccine. Look, like, I hope it goes to be in like a flu shot. Like, Hey, we got them available each year. If you want them, come and get them. You know what I mean? Like, no, yeah. Dude, like seriously, like, but like, look at that, that first round of like the booster shots. All like I would say maybe 75 to 80% of my buddies that got the booster shot all got COVID within like a couple months of getting that. Yeah. I haven't got I've gotten the regular shot. I understand. Like I got it. I understand the, the importance of getting it, but I never got the booster shot. I have not had COVID since the OG spring COVID. You know what I'm saying? Right. So my no. buddies they're all have the thing, they don't have it, you know, and they got it. I'm over here chilling, you know what I'm saying? Living my, living my good life. So, I don't know, man. I will I will say this, and then we can wrap it up on, on the COVID talk. So, uh, but, <laughs> Hey, man, I'm not trying to piss anybody off. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just... Apple. Hey, but hey, we're, this is the trenches. You know, so we, we t- anything and everything, right? We just stay in facts. Anything. Yes, um, sir. 
Look, so I, I, I didn't get any shot of any kind, right? And the first time, I, I did get COVID a few times. The first time I got it, um, I was really sick, man, for sure. It was no joke. I was like out of commission for like a good, you know, 10 to 14 days. Um, and I was very sick. However, the next two times I got it, each time after that, it was the second time it was way more mild. And then the third time, it was barely like a chest cold. And the only only reason why I say that is like if I'm at, like if you're someone who's like, you know, if you can continuously like keep yourself from getting it, like, oh, uh, like give me as many shots as possible, like keep me away from it as possible. Like, and now you're sitting there and you're like 90 years old and you get it for the first time. I can see how like the same thing that hit me the first time would take out somebody who's like 90 years old. You know what I mean? Like that was, that shit was tough. But like, if you get it now and build your immunity up and then the next time you get it, it's not as bad. Then the next time you get it, it's not as bad. Just like any other cold or flu, like you're better off. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's just my two cents. I mean, like, think about it, right? The kids that were outside back in the day. Yeah. The kids that were getting around the dirt, the kids that were over here, you know, fighting and sweating, being out with their friends and whatever. Those are the kids that end up being some of the healthier kids at the end of the day because they've been exposed to so much shit. Right. COVID, COVID is no, you know, nothing extra, man. Like right. you got to be exposed to it when you get exposed because it's, it's, it's not, COVID's real. Like if people that, if there are people in the world that try to say that COVID's fake, that's, that's dumb. No, it's, yeah, COVID it's, it's is for sure real. real about, yeah, it's for sure real. It's a very real situation, right? But like for your body to, you know, get used to it and get accustomed to it, you can get the vaccine, sure, but you're never going to, you know, grow from it for internally better than from just getting it at the end right. of the day. Like, right, come on right, now. Right. Like, it's just where it is. It's like, come on now. Like, look at you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gradually got it a couple times. You go from it. I've had it one time and I haven't gotten it since. I literally, go. so because I'm not, like, I'm very okay with, like, not, like, being afraid, like, being open. I'm not going to tell you to, like, put your mask on or anything. Right. My roommate had COVID one time, and I'm like, dude, don't lock yourself in your room. It's fine. Come in the living room. Right. What happens? I never got COVID the entire time he got COVID that second time. It, the I, entire time. I was sitting next to him in our living room right here. <laughs> Did not get COVID. It's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know what? And, you know what? You know, look, I'm not... I, to be honest, as, as crazy as the last couple of years were, I'm just glad that it seems that, like, we're kind of, every, everyone's kind of coming to their senses. I don't got to worry about some dude missing two weeks of fantasy because he was exposed to COVID and none of that bullshit no more. Um, I mean, you still mind, bro. When Buddy gets COVID, he's probably not going to Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, he, but no, 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 for sure. But, like, think of how many dudes, like, Think of how many times there were situations where like dudes tested positive and like, oh, he's got to miss games. And then you'd hear like, oh, oh like he's, he's, yeah, but then you'd hear like, oh, they're retesting him because he doesn't have any symptoms. And it's like, I mean, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? It's like if a dude doesn't have any symptoms and he wants to be out there, let him be out there. So, yeah, I don't know. But uh, that's over with. Um, speaking of over with, James White's career, uh, the career lifelong Patriot retiring. Um, you know, he didn't get to ride off in the sunset. Uh, you know, he, he had that hip injury he missed last year. He's trying to bounce back this year. Never quite made it. Um, but shout out to James White. Um, man, he did some great things in a Patriots uniform. So some big games, some big plays. And, uh, yeah, I think he's like our 
I mean, I know Kevin Falk is like part of our generation, but like he's like the new generation. He's like the new era Kevin Falk for the Patriots. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you are you putting? Are you right now putting James White over Corey Dillon for the Patriots right now? Are you really doing that? Is that is that what we're doing? Yeah, currently in the trenches. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, why? Like, I mean, Corey Dillon. What what did he really do with us? I don't know. I mean, he he made some big moves. And first off, I'm not gonna lie to you. At this point in time, when Corey Dillon was the main shooter, I was over here watching Brian Westbrook. So right. <laughs> I'm solely over here making accusations because he was one of my uncle's favorite running backs. My uncle doesn't just get excited about anybody. All right. <laughs> so I'm over here, Corey Dillon. So like, all right, James White, good running back, slightly better receiver, great slot guy, but no great flex guy when you want him uh, for fantasy. Uh, guys, guys got, uh, what hands? You know what I'm saying? He's got slippery hands. Because I remember, I get it. We, we remember his recent stuff for him and his fame. But we forget when Buddy would, like, fumble at least once a game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Buddy was Buddy was dropping the ball left or right. So, I, I get it. I get it. I appreciate you, James White, for all the things that you did, especially your Super Bowl appearance and where you were able to help us succeed to be able to bring that next ring in. But it's just like, I'm, I'm going to go off on a high, give it to him. But I, I want people, don't forget, Buddy wasn't perfect. Buddy wasn't perfect. So let's, let's keep no, it No, for sure, for sure. He was far from perfect. I mean, he was never even really a starting back. He was always kind of like our third down change of pace back. But, uh, but I mean, that, that was that was what Kevin Falk did too, right? Kevin Falk like, was like, he was like Corey Dillon's compliment and, you know, all those guys' compliments back there. Um, but, I mean, yeah, no, I, it, uh, I didn't really expect him to come back or do too much this year. But anyway, that's just another Patriots great that we grew up watching, uh, retiring. Um, so obviously, all right. Wait, wait, Justin, Justin, yeah. Justin. Yeah. So would you say he's one of your favorite pages running backs? Who, who, mm-hmm. so like, you know, again, get shouts out to James White, but who would you say would be a pay, your, your favorite Patriots running back? My favorite Patriots running back. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, that's, that's really tough, man, because like, it's tough, it's tough. I would, I would, you know who I'm going to say? I'll tell you who it is. Oh boy. I think I know who it is. Scott. LeGarrette Blunt. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's my favorite pages running back by far. That is the toughest dude. He's yeah. like Marshawn Lynch Jr. Bro. Yeah. He was the, my favorite by far. Go ahead, give, give me your reasonings. Come on, I need, I need it. I need it. Bro, I, honestly, first off, he was just a as as a dude. He was just a cool ass dude. Like he was always like he, he was always entertaining, like keeping you laughing. Like he and he was just like you know he had that attitude, like that confidence. Like yo, I'm a bad motherfucker, and I'm and I'm here, and I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, like I don't give a fuck who tries to get my way. Like I used to love that. Not to mention, he was just like. Yeah, like, the way he just ran the ball, he literally was like Marshawn. Like, at times, like, I even looked at him like, yo, like, this dude basically is Marshawn. Like, he was a truck. And remember that time him and Le'Veon Blunt got pulled over? Uh, Le'Veon Bell got pulled over smoking a blunt? Uh, yeah. And uh, and I just thought that was like the funniest thing ever when they were um, <laughs> when back back when he was on like the Eagles or, or no back when they were both in the Steelers right the Steelers, yeah bro. They, were both, they were in the Steelers yeah, yeah 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 they were both in the Steelers they get pulled over blunt cruising together like that shit was just so funny to me like I, I always thought he was a beast and 
Yeah, man, we won what two or three Super Bowls with him. Because remember, he was with us. Then he left because he needed more money, and then he came back, came back. a couple of years later. And I'm pretty sure we won when he came back too, right? He won when he came back, and he won when he was gone. Because remember, he was on that Eagles team that beat us. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick so, Foles, fuck that guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, favorite pages running back by far. Um, all right, so going to the big news coming out of today, right? I got about eight notifications on my phone all at once when it hit. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the, uh, the suspension has been upped. Originally six games, uh, now 11 games and a $5 million fine. Sounds pricey. I mean, I guess when you think about the contract you just signed, it's just a drop in the bucket. But still, that boy is getting the hammer put down on him. Um Again, I just want to point out, and I think actually it might have even been you that pointed this out on the last episode. The judge in the case, who was a woman, pointed out that, uh, look, six games is the NFL's policy for nonviolent sexual offenses. And she was like, that's what you guys stated. That's what I see this as. That's what I'm ruling. Six games. NFL, you don't like it? Do something about it. Uh so now the NFL went and did something about it. So what are your thoughts? So I'm, I have two real points right here. So I've said a lot of things in my thoughts on like the criminal versus, um, was it criminal versus the other, the other courts? Civil, yeah, yeah, civil versus criminal. I've, I've given my points in that a plethora of times, and I don't want to readdress that. What I will say specifically is that this man had, uh, you know, you have 24 cases against you, 24 cases. I'm not saying anything that he did or what he did or did not do, but you can't have 24 cases without doing something. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he did nothing. I I, I don't know to the extent, whether it's grabbing a girl's behind or like doing something crazy. I don't know. So I, you know, I, I always, I put him in that bracket where, yeah, he did something, I don't know to the degree that it's worth. My second thing is, just like you were saying, the, the, the woman judge went back to the NFL. The NFL was like, we don't, we want this off our hands. We need you to make the decision for this. And she said, all right, well, based on the information that I have and based on your guidelines, not my guidelines, right? Exactly. Your guidelines. This is the penalty that he sees as your six games. Right. And you've seen time and time again, the NFL making terrible decisions based on their policies of people, you know, doing this, that like, you know, think about Kevin Ridley, $1,500, uh, uh, you know, for gambling, $1,500 and be out for the whole year. And what happens? You get six games because of some kind of sexual harassment. Um, think it, but like, I want, I want everyone to understand this is also alleged sexual harassment. There's no, nothing in court been proven that exactly. he actually actually sexually harass anyone. I, I want that to be very clear, right? Because a lot of people post online, a lot of people say this and anything. This is all alleged sexual harassment. And for what people don't understand, 23 of the 24 cases have already been settled, right? Outside of court. So out of the 23 out of 24, there's still one case in civil court, which he's still not going to go to jail for. They're all 
those first 23 people have gotten paydays. This last person is going to get a payday. So granted, he might've got $23 million and $230 million or whatever. And his, uh, whatever, he's gotten $5 million fine. But you know that man's paid probably like $100 million in, in freaking settlement fees to just get this thing over with. And people people have come out and said, this is, this is my last thing. People have come out and said, but like, hey, Deshaun, you know, if you're so adamant on now that they're, they've wronged you and they've done you wrong, why haven't you come back and fight it? Like, why haven't you come in just to be like, just to make your name right? And then I hear, I hear, I heard in the news, it was just more like, Hey, like I, I get it. And trust me, I want to, this is, this, this is very important to him, but his most important thing in the world is to get back and play football. Think about how long it's going to take and the mitigation and trying to the litigation and trying to get back into the courtroom and to be able to prove back, back, back up to all these women that he's a good guy. Um, at the end of the day, you know, well, they, buddy, buddy will never play a football game again if that happens. Right. And right. so he's back on the field now trying to play. Yes, he got 11 games, and some people think that's not enough. But this is my trenches take right now, all right? This is my true trenches take right now. I feel like they try to, you know, they try to come back with it, right? And then they were in the settlement room, and they were like, Deshaun, we're getting too much backlash with this. They are coming at us too hard for only doing six games. I get it. We did the course of the whole thing, but we needed, we need you to be able to agree on more. Cause think about it from what they, what, what was agreed on the 11 game that was agreed on by both parties. Right. They're like, we can't do six. What can we do? Cause we run, you know, obviously just like, we're not doing the whole season. They're like, yeah, we, we can't go at least this. So they both agreed on 11 games, both of them. That's the Sean, his court team and the NFL, right? We get it time and time again, the NFL has made mistakes and the NFL rules need to be changed. But at the end of the day, this is, I feel like this 11 games and $5 million fine has been a bigger publicity stunt than anything. Because think about it. They never said where the $5 million is going. Is that $5 million to the NFL? Is that $5 million to a charity to women uh, having to deal with sexual abuse or harassment? Is that like, where is that extra $5 million? Is it just for the NFL to pocket? Come on now. This is a publicity stunt for the NFL to capitalize on, to have them slightly save face. But even that, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I'm not telling the guy has to stay up the whole season and I've gone on a huge rant, but you can't tell me that, you know, people are still going to just be like, you know what? Instead of six games, 11 games, you know what? He's a good guy now. We like it. We're back. Come on now. Come on. I mean, look, there was no, obviously, I don't want to sound, look, I'm not going to say there was no sexual assault or harassment because obviously I don't know. There was nothing proven or he was found guilty of none of it. What is nothing it? Nothing proven. What is this most likely in reality? Uh, one girl made a claim. She got some traction. Uh, all the all these other girls came out of the woodwork and decided they were gonna throw their rings in the hats, right? Like, look, let's 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 call it what it is. Deshaun Watson has a prostitute problem, right? He likes he likes prostitutes. He pays girls for sex. These unlicensed masseuses that he finds on Instagram, right? Um, are they all unlicensed? Do you know that? Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah, couple yeah. of them are professional. Um, 
I'm pretty positive almost all of them are like unlicensed or even some okay. of them, some of them might even be licensed, but like that's, you know, it's, they're, they're like high end prostitutes, honestly. I mean, yeah. like that's, yeah. that's like what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Um, those in New York. Right. Right. So like, that's, I mean, that's, that's what he's doing. He's got a prostitute problem. Now, is that, is that something that you want from your franchise quarterback? Obviously not. Is that an issue? Yeah. Um, what it isn't is this whole big ordeal where he's now some sort of like serial rapist and the NFL is demanding that his livelihood gets tarnished and he has to lose $5 million. I mean, five, I don't care. I, I know I said he got paid, that he got paid a ton and it's just a drop in the bucket, but like $5 million, like they got, wouldn't you kill for $5 million and they're going to make him pay that in a fine. Um, I think that's, I think that's ridiculous, especially where he didn't even commit a crime. Um, and then, on you know, on top of that, like the 11 games, it's like, look, you explicitly stated six games for nonviolent sexual offenses, and now you're basically doubling that. I mean, to me, I think the whole thing's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I, I think this, you know, again, I, I just hate to see this whole, you know, what you do off the field, um, if, 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 if you're not get, committing a crime, what you do off the field should not uh, affect you on the field. And I get it, you could say prostitution's illegal, but I mean, you know, they're quote unquote masseuses and he's paying for a massage. Like they, these people know what they're doing. Like they're, you know, they're just playing the game and uh, they're taking advantage of a wealthy, successful, famous athlete. And that's, that's the sad reality of it. Um, but hey, I mean, he's got 11 games. He will come back for the end of the season and the playoffs should the Cleveland Browns be able to make it to the playoffs. Personally, I don't know. I think the AFC is just so good this year. There's going to be so many teams trying to get those three wildcard spots. I don't think the the Browns are going to stand a chance this year without Deshaun for 11 games. The thing is, I I think the I think they have somewhat of a shot. I'm not going to say no shot. You know what I'm saying? Because Jacoby Brissett is, like, in that bucket of, like, backup quarterbacks that can maybe take you halfway, maybe under halfway through a season and give you some good games. That's it. They will never give you a full season. Just like uh, Fitzpatrick, um, Tyrod Taylor, um, who else? There, there's Even Hoyer can give you a couple games, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like... He's just one of those guys that's going to give you something. And so I think at the 11 games, uh, Jacoby's probably going to give him like six or seven. And so it's based on how practice and how the team kind of works with him during the season. It's like Deshaun needs to come out literally like, when's the last time he played? Three, two years, three years? With, how well, I mean, it's, it's this point, if he misses this year, it's going to be th- three years almost. So it's like two, so it's like two and a half years. I need literally Deshaun two and a half years ago to be playing on his very first game. You know what I'm saying? They need to have that chemistry. And I get it. They have the run game. You got Kareem Hunt. You got Nick Chubb running. You got some decent offensive line. The only one of the biggest problems, though, is they're starting off until their starting center is actually hurt, apparently. I, I saw that today. So that's that's a little bit of a, uh, an issue, but I'm sure they have enough time to be able to get that, that new guy back up. Um, but either way, it's like they don't have that chemistry. It's not going to work. And so, I don't know. Jacoby, 
Hey, man, I, I liked you. I liked you in the Colts. I liked you in a lot of the other places. But uh, you're gonna, you're probably gonna give him six or seven out of those eleven games, and hopefully Deshaun can come in and give them what he wants. Because the Browns, for me specifically, they're like the uh, the Cubs for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the Cubs, right? They lost for so long in baseball history, but then when they went to the pennant, it's like, dude, I want the Cubs to win, man. I want the Cubbies to get it, just because they've not, they haven't won in so long. And so the Browns, it's just one of those teams where it's just like they suck so much. If they have an opportunity to win, I'd love to see it. Not against us, obviously, but right. if it was an opportunity to go with someone else. We'd love to see it. Yeah, man. I, you know what, the Browns. You really feel like they just pulled the most Browns move ever and potentially shot themselves in the foot, like because they had been trending up for the last couple of years. They finally found the right head coach. They were building a good team, a talented team, a team that could compete. Right, that ultimate goal. You know, after decades of being one of the bums of the league. Uh, and it, they could have really crippled themselves uh, with this Deshaun Watson trade if, you know, if, if, if things don't work out with this. Um, you know, you can already probably chalk this up as another wasted year. Um, I will see, man. The window for this Browns team is, is quickly coming to a close, even if, you know, you do get Deshaun back at the end of this year. And even if he, is, he does uh, come back next year. So, yeah, I mean, this it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, I, you know, this is, uh, this, this is, this is one that, you know, I, I, you really hate to see because, uh, it really would be nice to see Cleveland this year, um, you know, fully, you know, at full speed with, with Sean Watson there for all, for all the games, um, especially in that division, you know, the FC North is, is just crazy right now. So, uh, anyway, speaking of, uh, speaking of the AFC, North, uh, Kenny Pickett looked pretty good the other night for the Steelers. Dude, what did I say last time? What, what did I say on our, our last podcast? I want the fans, you know, all 10 of them that <laughs> listen to this podcast, I want them to understand. Kenny Pickett, there's something about that kid. I don't want, I have not even watched that much game film on him. There's something about that kid that's special. I, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you. I can't even quantify it for you. But I think what's going to happen, it's going to be a charger situation. Just like Tyler Taylor and Herbert, where Mr. Bissy is going to play first three games, completely fuck up. And all of a sudden, your boy is going to, Kenny is going to pull up in there and be like, yo, I'm, I am blood and sweat Pittsburgh. That's who I am. I am that guy, and he's going to pull up, and all of a sudden he's going to start winning games. So it, that, that whole division is a mess. It's all over the place from who knows if Lamar and the team's going to get it together, and the Pittsburgh Steelers going to get the Brownies going to get together. It is just – it is nuts. I don't know. Like what? I mean, did you watch uh, Kenny ball out a little bit? Let me – what were your thoughts on him? I, yeah, I watched him a little bit. He looked really good, man. Uh like, I'll tell you what, I, I personally think you start him on day one. Get Mr. Trubisky out of there. Mr. Trubisky is going to be a career backup. He's not going to revive his career in Pittsburgh. Like, we've seen what he can do, okay? Even if he, even, I, I get it, he was stuck in Chicago, but he is, he, he, we've seen roughly what his ceiling is, okay? Um, 
I want to see Kenny Pickett in there. I want to see Kenny competing with this team. He's got a great young group of receivers and, and a nice young running back. You know, they can all grow and mesh nicely over the coming years. Um, and that Pittsburgh team could really find themselves in a good spot. Uh, you know, that was a big question mark after Big Ben. Where do you turn? And it just seems like the Pittsburgh boy, Kenny Pickett, is uh, is here, man. So I, I say be, be ready for that. Um, I don't think anybody in – uh, Pittsburgh, and certainly anybody outside of Pittsburgh wants to see Mr. Trubisky play on Sundays. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, let's see it. Let's 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 get Kenny Picky back there. Uh, speaking of being back there, Antonio Gibson back there with the punt team uh, right now. Obviously, uh, this coming after you know his preseason debut, where on three carries uh, after his first three carries, he already fumbled the ball. Um, you know, his big knock for his first two years of his career were his his health, right? He's always injured and his ability to hold on to the ball. He's had some bad fumbling problems um, that have cost him some serious playing time. Um, and what does he do to start the preseason? He fumbles. So they got him back working with the punt team. Uh, they obviously drafted Brian Robinson, right? High draft capital out of Alabama. Uh, he's a beast. And you still got J.D. McKissick back there eating away at targets and third down. Uh, what do you think? Is it is it curtains for Antonio Gibson? I mean, I don't know, man. You know what happens in camp, right? There's a lot of competition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no matter who you are or what you do, there are only a couple people in the entire league that you're not just gonna up and just take their job. Aaron Rodgers, you're not gonna take his job. Devontae Adams, you're not gonna take his job. Tom Brady, you're not going to take his job, right? Lamar Jackson, you're not going to take his job. Gibson, there's, op- there's opportunity out there. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you're bringing in new guys. You're bringing in fresh legs. Anything's possible. It's all about what you do with that opportunity, right? So who knows, right? Maybe Gibson stays. Maybe Gibson keeps getting those reps in. But if it doesn't, you know, I really I feel bad for him. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, hey, what kind of player do you want to be? Do you want to be a starter? Or do you want to be a bench guy? And I know everyone in the league wants to be a starter, but you know, what more are you going to do to make sure that you're not that bench guy? <laughs> what more are you going to do? So you make sure you make that 53 squad at the end of the day. So who knows, man, who knows? Yeah, man, it's a sad situation, sad situation with him. Um, but yeah, like you said, we'll see. Um, something funny, uh, to, to talk about Antonio Brown, um, basically tweeting, you know, it, it was, it was a whole long thing. I won't, I won't read the entire thing. Uh, oh, go ahead, read, go ahead, read, right, go ahead, well, read. Actually, let me, well, let me, let me pull it up. Cause it's actually, it's actually really funny for like people that haven't seen this. Antonio Brown had tweeted something recently and you know him, he's like brain damaged, but it's hilarious. Cause honestly, like, I mean, like, even though he is brain damaged, this is something that, like, I low-key would, like, probably post for myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, honestly, like, nice. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> and I think about it, and I'm, and my, I told my buddies, and, like, they're like, Don, like, this is, like, you. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it, this is just hysterical. And you know what? I love AB. I do. I want more of him. I, I don't know if other fans in the league were, like, sick of his antics or, like, fed up with them or, like, you know, I, 
I want more AB. I want him to play. I want the show. I love his cockiness. I love his craziness. I love it. He's he 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 had one of the most dominant stretch you know stretches of any receiver ever. The, the numbers he was putting up. He knows it. Um, that man's thirty three years old, and I bet he could still play for any team in the NFL right now. He uh, exactly. he he he's he's something. But anyway, so Antonio Brown recently was asked his biggest regret. Antonio says, "Quote." My biggest regret in my career doesn't involve calling my GM a cracker <laughs> or showing up to Raiders camp late in a hot air balloon with frozen feet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, or throwing rocks at that UPS driver. And it definitely doesn't involve taking my shirt off and doing a victory lap around the Jet Stadium mid-game while throwing up deuces. Oh, my, God. My biggest regret is that I'll never get to see me, Antonio Brown, play a game live. He says, sure, I can watch the game afterwards, but I can't imagine what that was like for all of you to see something like that. Like watching the Beatles or Jesus perform at Red Rocks. So. (laughs) Bro, what are you saying? Oh my God. I mean, you know, I got to tell you, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like I know, I know it's hysterical. I know some people it's think it's sad. It's pure comedy. It's pure comedy. It's pure comedy. And I know some people think it's sad. They're like, "Oh, he's crazy. He's he's this. He's that. like, look, I love it. This man is cocky as hell. He's confident as hell. And we, we are. I think sometimes people are forgetting that there was a stretch of time where he was the best football player on earth. Like he was, he really was. Like there, there was. He was on the cover of Madden. There was like that two, three year stretch where, like, and the numbers he put up. I mean, like, and you know what? This is funny because we we were looking at it the other day, actually, um, and we were, it was like a TikTok. That it was like, well, who would you rather? And it was Antonio Brown in his prime, uh, and then it named a bunch of NFL greats. And we were looking them all up, you know, like. Uh, uh, it, old and new, you know, it had, it had D hop, it had Devonte Adams. It had guys like Terrell Owens, guys like, uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, just Megatron, Megatron Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, it, it had all the all time greats on there. Right. Uh, look, we looked them all up on pro football focus. The stretch that Antonio Brown put up numbers wise, as far as receptions, uh, in yards, that, you know, I, I, I get some receivers have outliers that have a good year here or there. No, that stretch is, that will never be, or I, I don't know if it'll ever be repeated. Um, he went off, like off. Like he was the most dominant man on the football field a lot for a couple seasons. And so I get it. Like, I think he's like, yeah, you guys are forgetting that. He's like, I, uh, he was like, I never, he was like, Pittsburgh disrespected me. And after I left, he's like, you know, it just things went south for him. Um, but yeah, I know. I love it. I love the tweet. I love everything about it. Wait, hold on. You're saying you wouldn't pick a prime Megatron or a prime TO over AB? No, I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm saying, I mean, come on. Now. No, hold on, hold I mean, on, hold on. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't pick them. I'm saying the numbers he put up were better than any of those guys. So, like, all, I'm not saying I'd rather him over any of those guys. I'm just saying, like to put it to put it into perspective, the seasons he had were better than any of those guys. Like any stretch that any of those guys had, statistically, like numbers wise. So he does deserve his respect. 
Oh, AB definitely deserves respect at the end of the day. Like, I will never give statistical respect to AB. On the other hand, how he handles his business. We, we've dealt with a lot of divas in the league. I mean, I just brought up T.O. Get your popcorn ready, baby. You know, he, you know how he handles himself. But I know T.O. was looking at A.B. like, damn, even I wouldn't do shit like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, even I wouldn't do something crazy like this. I'm finishing that game. I'm not going crazy. I'm not throwing my girl out the crib. I'm not telling my kid to go this, that, and the other thing. I'm not shitting on the regular receivers on people. Like, what happened? That was a big feud between Juju Smith-Schuster with A.B. on there just being like, and then Juju was like, well, this is crazy because I thought he was big bro. And then all of a sudden I look on Twitter and he's shit talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, 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 right. Just, uh, a lot of things going on mentally in there that just uh, that don't add up. And I get it. Hey, stats are stats at the end of the day. Scoring is scoring. Um, but the, uh, well, the ramifications of having an A-B yeah. is just it's, it's scary. It's I- scary to a certain degree. I really think it, look I I used to say this is like a joke but I really do like when he first started you know go off the rails but I really do the more I look at the timeline and the more cuz like now you can definitely tell there's something wrong like like you know what I mean like he's not just confident and cocky like he is a little mentally ill right uh I yeah, but he hangs out with Kanye West <laughs> <laughs> but, but and fucking uh Meriwether Fucking Mayweather, bro. Mayweather I'm, can't read. Kanye West is like literally schizophrenic at this point. So, I mean, but look, well, look, I, I think what happened to him was that in that playoff game against the Bengals back in twenty, ooh, I want to say twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, or twenty fifteen. Uh, he came over the middle. In Vontez Burfick, one of the one Ooh. of the, the dirtiest players the NFL has seen in a while. Ooh. That man put his helmet into Antonio Brown's on a crossing route across the middle. And I think he changed that man's life. Antonio Brown went out. He had a concussion. He missed a few weeks. Um the Steelers went on to lose that play following playoff game. Uh Antonio Brown, I really think he got like serious. Like I like I think like you ever heard of like how sometimes people like hit their head or have something traumatic and like all of a sudden like after like it's almost like it's an instant brain injury. It like affects like their mood, like they're like you know you know what I mean. Like they like yeah like like I, that's happened with people like when they go through like something like like a traumatic like head injury like they their everything changes their personality their mood their this their that like. It just happens with some people. Like, I actually think that happened to him. Like, I think he got hit so goddamn hard in the head uh, that I think it literally switched up his personality and like kind of made him a little mentally ill. I do. Like, I think it's I think it's actually brain damage. So, like, everyone knew he was a personality, right? I yeah. mean, like, even the Steelers, they've known for a long time his personality, and they did a really good job of keeping things internal without having these come out. Maybe that hit made that biggest difference and things started changing up. But, you know, you really got to figure out, like, I mean, if you want to at this point, how much was it personality and how much is it brain damage? Because, hey, buddy, people can say, like, buddy's completely brain dead. 
He's done. His brain's going left and right. Uh, but it could easily also be his extraneous personality, his extrovertedness, uh, being able to be like, oh, I'm so different. I'm so clean. I'm so fresh. It's like, I can do whatever I want. I don't need the league. The league needs me type stuff. Did he, did he say that? Did the league yeah, needs me yeah, type yeah, stuff? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that is crazy. But he goes here, raps one song. I got a whole lot of money. I got a whole lot of money. As I know, now Mayweather came. I, I don't know if you've seen the video. Mayweather came in and was just like, hey, whatever team wants him, if he makes it to the season, you owe us a few million dollars. And if he doesn't make it to the season, we owe you a few million dollars. Meaning that people in his close party, even if he came back, don't even trust that he can make it through his whole season because it'll be like, hey, we'll give you money to take him. But like, if he stays the whole time, you gotta owe us money type thing. And I'm like, damn, we really need that clause just in case he doesn't. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, man. I it, it, the whole the whole you know is it's been a, it's been a very interesting last couple of years for sure. Um, but I mean, hey, respect. I I, 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 he definitely entertained me with that one. I gotta say, I can't uh, I can't complain. Um, Hey, there's something I wanted to, there's two things I, w- I wanted to bring up. I- I'll start off with the first. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We-, we talked about some of our favorite teams or some sleeper teams that are going to come out and make, a- make some noise. And I know I-, I brought up a specific team uh, some time ago. Do-, do, you- do you remember the team that I talked about? It's all right if you don't. Do I, do I remember? The team you talked about that was going to make noise? The Eagles, yeah. The Eagles. Did you watch that first play, that first preseason game? I get it. It's preseason. That's one thing. No, I didn't but see that, it. They look good, bro. That man, Jalen Hurts, is swinging it. The accuracy on Jalen Hurts and his arm, he stepped it up a notch. And I get it. It's preseason. We're getting a little. You get a little antsy. You know, they're looking at new defenses. They're testing things out. It's not like they're trying to go like true ones versus ones. But the way that Jalen Hurts is organizing his team, wow. Wow. I am, I am impressed. And I'm very, very curious on how he's going to end up handling the team. Honestly, at this point, very, I, I can honestly think they're going to beat, they're going to win the NFC East. I think they're going to beat the Cowboys. I think they're going to beat the Giants. Danny Dimes is literally only better than Justin Fields, and Justin Fields and the Bears are insignificant. I don't even want to, you know what? Cut that out. Take that out of the podcast. I don't even want me saying about the Bears to be in this podcast. All right. It's done. It's over. Cut that out. All right. But go back to the Eagles. I, I really think they're going to make a legitimate push this season with their asses offensively. And I, I, I don't know if you saw the video. There's a video about on, uh, they're doing one-on-ones. That dude, Jordan Davis, the Georgia dog, right, that they drafted up, literally pushed this offensive lineman maybe 10, 12 yards behind the line of scrimmage. He is a monster. He didn't even, he didn't even make a move. He bold rushed him 12 yards back. That's a grown man right there in his first year. Yeah, it's Oh my God. Think about that defensive line, man. I'm just, I'm very curious to see how this is going to go. Yeah, man, the Eagles, I, I've heard, I've heard a few people say that the Eagles are a good dark horse team this year. And I really do like that because they're in a wide open division. The NFC is wide open for the taking. Um, 
Yeah, they got a lot of talent. They it's it really is a matter of can Jalen Hurts take that next level as a quarterback, um, and can that team stay healthy because they got all the pieces on both sides of the ball. Yeah, a hundred percent. And granted, right, we got a couple maybe one or two drives out of him in a preseason game, right, and he looked good. We'll see what happens regular season. Can he do a whole game, right? Can he do it for a half a season? Can he do it for a full season? And if he can, can he make it to the playoffs? Can he do it well? Who knows, right? It's very up in the air. But if there's a dark horse that I'm putting money on, uh, first off, Patriots are on a dark horse. But for all the people that are listening right now that think the Patriots are a dark horse, no, we're guaranteed 10 to 11 games a season. That's just, that's guaranteed. But for a dark horse, Eagles, don't sleep. Don't sleep. No, don't don't sleep on the Eagles. Um, I mean, our, our, our last thing that we wanted to touch on real quick before we wrap it up, um, Tom Brady, uh, maybe he's sleeping, you know, in his bed with his family, his wife, his kids, getting a good night's sleep, getting some rest, because he's not a training camp. Uh, and that's an issue, right? Like, I, how long is Brady planning on being away from the team? Like, I thought he came back for one big hurrah, like to kind of make a push for a Super Bowl. Like you're already taking time off. Like this is, you should be like, if, if I knew this was going to be my final year, I would be treating it like my first year. Like when I still had to prove myself, like I would be out there giving it my fucking 200%. Justin, uh, I'm just, I just, I, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know what it feels like to be an old man? Do, do, do you understand that feeling? Kind of. <laughs> you, you, you understand that feeling, right? You've done something, you've done it well, and now you know how to do it, right? If it were to happen again, you'd know how to do it again, right? Yes. No, look, I, I, this, this man, Tom Brady, has successfully won several Super Bowls, has done his thing in a certain degree, and, you know, him versus uh, the, the Rams last season, that was a little bit wild. Like, they almost came back, but they didn't, Right. Yeah. Tom Brady, but he's 60 years old. He knows what he's doing. He's done his training program. He knows who he's throwing to. He's got Godwin. He's got Julio Jones. He's got Mike Evans. Yes, the center needs to be, maybe he needs to get some rep for the center, but he could easily do that in his backyard. But he does not need to come to camp. I promise you he's training. I promise you Tom Brady is not going to take a season off to look like an idiot. That, will, that guy at his age of 75, will not come back to the league to look like an idiot for no reason. Come on. Come on, Justin. You you know who our quarterback was. All right. You you yeah, he might be in might mean camp. You know why? Because he doesn't he doesn't need it. That's just who he is. He wants them wants some passes. He wants them seven on seven. Cool. You think Tom Brady's gonna step on a preseason field? No. I would never. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm not getting a single rep. And if one of the head coach telling me to, hey, Tom, go in real quick for the ones real quick. I'd be like, hey, Arias, fire this guy. Fire this guy. Get him out of here. GG, does he not know who I am? I'm Tom Brady. I came here for you guys, not for me. Come on now. Let's be serious. <laughs> man. Come on. Come on, man. I, if it's your last year, though, I don't know. If it's your last year, experience it fully. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I get it, right? But he's gonna get paid anyway, one way or another. He's getting, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's getting paid. He's yeah. Tom. He's chilling. Honestly, 
I, I know he would love to get one more championship. I know he would love that to be like the literally the greatest of all time in all sports. But what happened? Who knows? I think offensively they have the talent. I think Julio Jones is coming back healthier. I think the offensive line is okay. Nothing is they're great. Um, defensively, I heard Adamakon Sue wants to leave. Um, and they still have one of their big guys from a defensive tackle standpoint. Um, but all in all, they have a lot of the same assets. I think they're going to be a good team this year, whether Tom Brady wants to go to camp or not. I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen anything different? Have you seen anything saying otherwise? <sighs> I, there's just a lot of concerns for me with that team. A lot of something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel I mean, right. I, I, I don't think they, I think they're going to fall apart. I do. I mean, buddy, like we have how many, when is, when is there being a single summer that we've gone into Patriot season, either with Tom or without Tom, where we weren't concerned because of coaching decisions, right? Like even this year, we don't even have an offensive coordinator. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of concerns, but what happens every fucking year for the last 20 something years, we get over 10 wins every time. Like, come on now. Come on now. All right. You gotta you gotta trust the process, brother. Philly, Philly couldn't figure it out. Boston needs to re, rebrand. Trust the process. Don't don't ask don't ask Bill questions. Trust the process. All right. Trust the don't process. Don't ask Brady questions. Trust the process. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You heard it here. Trust the process. Um all right, gee. That's 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 all I got, man. Is uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I mean, my last thing is you know, it's, it's August, right? Yeah. And everybody, you know, they like to get their fantasy right. They're trying to figure out who they want to pick. But something that loves to screw people over comes out every August. Hard knocks. <laughs> Hard knocks comes in every single year, gets you emotionally invested in all these players for them to actually be scrubs in the regular season. And so I, I'm watching it, right? We got hard knocks this season. I watched episode two. We're in the Lions. I'm not going to lie. I fuck with that head coach. That guy is a monster. That guy's got balls. I would love to be coached by him. Second, though, I think they're trash. I don't think they're going to be any good. I think they're kind of a mess. And Jared Goff is not a great quarterback. They show him some good passes. But they haven't shown a lot of good passes. They show like maybe two or three good passes. I'm like, yo, you have two episodes. I've only seen two or three passes from Jared Goff. Like, come on now. And their biggest investment is Swift. They're, they're, they're number one running back. And then Williams is their number two. And Swift is good, but the buddy doesn't trust his offensive line. And you can see it in some of the episodes, in that last episode, episode two, they watched. It's like, but he doesn't even follow his offensive line. He's, he's too busy trying to jump out, make moves, be pretty instead of trusting his boys to go in. So who knows? They have Sate Brown, who's a phenomenal receiver, and they showed his dad. Apparently his dad was an ultimate lifter, like like lifting, like a like um, Mr. Universe really? types lift. Shit, I'm Brown? Like, That's yeah, Sate Brown's dad oh, was Mr. Saint Universe Brown. two years in a row. Oh, no shit. Yes, bro. He shows videos of him. I'm like, yo, that guy's a monster. And so him and his brothers, like, I guess one of his brothers, like a safety in the league, I guess. Um, they were showing videos of this on how they train. They're like, hey, when we're outside the gym, they're my sons. In the gym, we don't talk. He, he literally pulled to the cameras like, look at those boys right now. Are they talking? They're quiet doing their reps. I'm like, yo, I respect that. So like, 
the one thing out of all the players on the entire Detroit Lions team, the one person, if you're looking at a draft pick and you're like, you're like mid round, you're trying to pick up another receiver. Don't sleep on St. Brown. Don't sleep on St. Brown. He's at number one. He's going to be that go-to and no idea about from a health standpoint, if he's historically been unhealthy or not, but that boy is working. That boy is working. Let me tell you. All right. All right. Well, Hey, I mean, uh, We'll keep an eye out for uh, for St. Brown up in, up in Detroit this year. I mean, I actually really like kind of what they're doing in Detroit. Like you said, I like the coach. I think they got a good young coaching staff around them. Eventually, you got to move on. For, or, uh, or, uh, sorry, not coaching staff. Good young um, like group of skill players around them. Like you said, you got DeAndre Swift. You got guys like St. Brown, um, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you do got to get rid of Jared Goff, right? I think if you want to be successful, you got to move on from him. Um, yeah. But that being said, um, you know, that's, that would be interesting. They, they, you know, they went from winning a few games last year. Uh, three, three, three games. They went three for three at the end of the year. They were 0-10-1 first half of the year. Exactly. And now they are, what, projected to go six, was it six wins, seven wins, something like that? I think, yeah, some, something around there, yeah, which is not great for yeah. a season where you have another extra game, so. Exactly. So we will uh, – we will see what happens with that. Um, I mean, like, shit, I was going to say something. Um, yeah, man, it, Jared Goff definitely is not that guy, but then they showed Blau. And first off, they have the, that backup quarterback, Blau. His wife apparently is an Olympic runner, and they were showing her a bunch. I'm like, damn, Blau. She's, you know, she's a little light South American girl. You know, she's she, even the college. I, didn't, I don't know if they went to college together. It's so funny because she's like a silver bronze medalist or whatever in the Olympics. And then like they show the video of him and he like fumbles it when they could have won the preseason game. I'm like, damn, they're really not giving him that guy any love, dude. They're making him look like a chump. I'm like, that's so tough. But damn. Um, that's tough. Oh, also, sure. also, remember, remember Antoine Randall L? Remember him? Yeah. The, bro, he's one of the coaches on the Lions this year. Is he? Yes, Antoine Randall, that guy, bro. I used to love him. He was crazy. Yeah, remember it was a three-headed monster back in the day of uh, Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall L, and young Antonio Brown? Oh, my God. Those guys are different. First off, Heinz Ward being that leader for that for that team, that, they, oh, that, that Steelers team that won, um, fire but Antoine won Randall couldn't have been a better number two you know what I'm saying like coming in making opportunities happen or at least dragging away you know people from Heinz Ward able to make some great plays unreal unreal love that guy love that player as soon as his name came to the thing I'm like I'm locked in already Antoine Randall he's gonna get your boys right Damn. All right. Well, look it sounds like they got a good young group of players it sounds like they got a good young group of coaches um, is this the year Detroit? I mean, I would even take six wins as a win for that franchise at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Six like, wins. like I, I, I'm actually rooting for them to be honest. Like there's a couple franchises in the league that I'll always like root for. I just got a soft spot for, uh, the lions, the lions are slowly becoming one of them, especially with Dan Campbell. Um, but yeah, no, it, uh, it, it'll be interesting. A couple of teams like, you know, the lions, the Jaguars, the jets, uh, the Texans, like those are four teams that all were, you know, been considered like bottom of the tier teams. 
you know, bottom tier teams, bottom of the barrel in the league. However, um, there's some, uh, there's some like you know, hope. There's 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 a ray of hope for all those teams. They supposedly got some young talent. Supposedly got some good coaches. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting, you know, how the NFL shakes out this year. But one thing's for sure. Um, it's anybody's league this year. Anything can happen, and that's one of the things I love about uh, football right now is that you know, there's uh, there's really no clear cut favorite. No, there, there isn't. I think it's going to be a competitive season. I think a lot of teams have something to show. I think a lot of teams have something to prove, and we'll see what happens. You know, I feel like a lot of teams had good off seasons, but hey, you know what? You see some teams have phenomenal off seasons and still not be able to make it, and you've seen some teams have terrible off seasons and be able to pull it through at the end of the day. AKA the Patriots every fucking year we right. have a terrible off season, then we somehow pull off 10 to 11 games. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Who knows? We're 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 curious, we're anxious, and we're excited. So we'll see what happens. Yes, sir. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for episode 33. 30? 33? Yeah, it's 37? 37? Yeah, 69? Let's, let's go with 33. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's the new episode. It's the one you haven't listened to when you look it up. Um, but yeah, I know we you listen to all of them. Though. Yeah, you, you listen definitely all listen to all. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we appreciate all of you guys out there. Um, however many of you there are uh, Don Gordon, SK uh, Jay Fine you know, We appreciate you at the trenches over here at Hedge Better uh, Make sure you're following all the social medias Checking out the YouTube um, And just showing the support And we appreciate you guys We'll be back hopefully next week Hopefully we'll have all of us We'll be back at full staff um, And we'll catch you guys for whatever number episode that is Hey, don't forget, you know, just like I was talking about earlier on the wine page, feel free to check out Worldwide Wines, world underscore wide underscore wines. Uh, I did weekly, uh, the last couple weeks I've been slipping because I've been working on some other projects, but uh, trying to make sure that I'm bringing out different wines, give you guys different tasting tips on how to, you know, appreciate the wines, but hey, wines is not only for the rich, it's for everybody. So, hey. Let's drink some wine together. Let's have a good time. Reach out to your boy, Don Gordon. We're back at it again, baby. Let's go. Let's get it. (laughs) Let's get it. We appreciate you. We're out in the trenches. Easy.